Welcome to another episode of Encounter with God Together, our weekly video podcast that follows the readings in our daily Bible reading guide, Encounter with God. And I'd like to welcome back David Jones. David Jones served as Scripture Union's president back in the 1990s before he... <laughs> back in the day before yeah. you moved over to help John Stott start um, with the start the Langham Partners, uh, which is is very interesting and cool. And you're now managing director of Cedarstone, uh, which is a consulting organization that helps nonprofits. And uh, you're managing director of Project Video. That's new for you, right? A gospel proclamation ministry in Asia. Yeah. Um, you know, David's just a longtime friend and advisor to Scripture Union, and it's been too long, David, since we've had you back. So good to see you. Good to see you, too. Always happy to uh, to see you and to greet friends at, uh, at Scripture Union and to once again do what I do every day, read <laughs> Encounter with God together. Uh, Which is great. It's great. Our, our readers and our past presidents are very faithful uh, to this. So um, it's a... It's a case of practicing what you preach, which is yes. great. <laughs> it's all, all for me almost coming up now to 40 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think next year is my 40th year with Encounter with God. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, David, would you pray to start our study today? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, let, let's pray together, friends. Um, Lord, the words that come to my mind immediately are uh, Psalm 119, verse 18. Open our eyes that we may see wonderful things in your law. Help us, uh, Father, as we engage in uh, reading through 1 Samuel today. Um, bring to mind the things that you want us to learn and apply to our lives. May they happen, Father, for your glory and for the benefit of your kingdom. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, David. And you're going to be bringing us home uh, for this section of 1 Samuel right. that we've been in for a little while and dip a toe into the new uh, Matthew uh, chapters that we're going to be uh, reflecting on this week and the end of this week and next. Yeah, that, that that's right. I couldn't, couldn't avoid having at least a, a quick word at the end of our time together today on the parables that we're going to be uh, covering in Matthew uh, 13. But let's uh, start first with First uh, Samuel. And again, the wonderful new introduction uh, section. I, I forget it. I think it's been a couple of years now that Encounter with God has started every time that we move into a new uh, book of the Bible. Uh, we have an introduction piece written by the person who wrote the notes and this one, uh, Vivian Whitfield's good notes on on First Samuel are are really exceptional, and she offers the the following ideas. Uh, most all of them focused on leadership. Mm. Uh, she, she mentions the introduction of the conclusion of Eli's uh, relatively sad tenure, and the promise of little uh, Samuel's start. Uh, then the transition to Saul as a newly appointed king. And we get to see a few positive, but a number of negative uh, leadership traits uh, shown by Saul. And then we see Jonathan's, let's just get on with the job uh, <laughs> style of leadership. Uh, but, he's yeah. the activator, I guess, if you're in yeah, the strength finder right. world. 
leader, uh, Jonathan, leaps into the fray. Um, <laughs> I, I do think, though, that it's important, uh, and she makes this this point in the in this introduction piece, uh, that we are challenged on the issue of uh, personal integrity in our lives, and and for those of us who are in uh, leadership roles at at whatever level in our church, our family, our work. And the need for total submission to God and to taking action when it is clear that action is required. Mm, mm. And you had some thoughts on uh, the author here and the time of writing purpose in, in First Samuel. I'd love you to share. That's right. That. According to Jewish tradition, uh, the book was written by Samuel around 550 B.C., and it highlights the importance of his role as the prophet. And it's important to, to remember the history of this. He is the one who kind of restored law and order and regular uh, religious worship in the land after many had uh, forgotten the Lord and begun worshiping idols uh, mm. throughout the reign of the judges. Mm. Well, you know, I'm remembering the last time you were on, you you used an inductive oh, uh, right. study yeah. by university. And um, I'm wondering if if that might be something we could do today with this section. Yeah, yeah I'm glad glad you remembered that. It was something that, that was of great joy uh, for me back in the day when, when I was uh, in your post. I, I did a lot of uh, summer uh, staff training for InterVarsity. And uh, it was a great joy. We, we did a lot of talk about how to help students to do inductive Bible studies and passed out a ton of Encounter with Gods back then. Wow. Uh, but to encourage them and, and uh, you know, the questions that, that uh, are the best ways to um, engage in an active uh, Bible study. But before we get into the questions, let's consider the scripture. So Gail, could you read uh, for us the section that we're going to uh, cover today, friends, is 1 Samuel uh, 14 verses 1 through 15. 14, so, okay. So Gail, could you read uh, yep. chapter 14 of 1 Samuel? Here in Samuel, very good. Okay, so the, the title here is Jonathan attacks the Philistines. Now a detachment of Philistines had gone out to the pass at Michmash. One day, Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying on the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree in Migron. With him were about 600 men, among whom was Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod. He was son of Ichabod's brother Ahitub, son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, Eli, sorry, the Lord's priest in Shiloh. No one was aware that Jonathan had left. On each side of the path, pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other Senna. One cliff stood to the north toward Michmash, the other to the south toward Geba. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many hmm. or by few. 
Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead. I'm with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, come on then. We will cross over toward them and let them see us. If they say to us, wait, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines. The Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor bearer right behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer followed and killed behind him. In that first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about half an acre. Then panic struck the whole army, those in the camps and field, and those in the outposts and raiding parties, and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. Thanks, Gail. Um, I like that the notes for this section of scripture quote from Mary Evans, uh, who wrote a wonderful commentary on the message of Samuel. And Mary, by the way, was uh, uh, chairman of, of uh, the board for Langham and was uh, oh, wow. the work that I did with John Stott and was very involved in scripture union as well. But the thing that I wanted to highlight is she entitles uh, this section of her commentary, what you just read, uh, one small act of obedience plus a great God equals dramatic results. <laughs> that's uh, great. Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good summary of all of it. So here, here are our questions, the inductive Bible study questions that we were talking mm -hmm. about earlier. What does it say? What does it mean? What does it mean to me? Observation, interpretation, application. So let's observe. What does it say? Well, to put it simply, it says that Jonathan took action. Uh, didn't necessarily ask for permission, but just went ahead and, and did what he thought was right. However, rather than the impulsiveness of his uh, father, Saul, Jonathan knew God's will that the Philistines would be defeated. Mm. And if that was to happen, someone needed to take the initiative. So next in our outline, let's interpret. Mm. What does this mean? Well, we see here the difference between decisive leadership and, and uncertain leadership. Jonathan's confidence was in the Lord. Mm. Saul, on the other hand, was sitting under a tree reflecting on the number of his armed forces, perhaps trying to assess whether he had the numbers to be able to uh, make an attack and be up to the task. He was relying on his armies and his thinking and his strategy rather than God. And Jonathan clearly, uh, Jonathan plus one was enough for the task at hand. Uh, even when Saul sees that Jonathan has been successful further on in the reading, Rather than to take advantage of the situation, he stayed under his tree and uh, 
asked that they, uh, uh, for a full parade of, of his armed forces to come before him so that he could see who was not present and who may have, have disobeyed orders. Uh, kind of ironic in all of that. Yeah, I know. Um, so that is that is interesting. The last question on application, I mean, is is an interesting one. I can see some things myself, but what what does what is it? What do you think it means to us, and what can we take away and apply? Yeah, that's this is where I think the inductive Bible study process is really uh, helpful. Uh, mm -hmm. Reading a section of scripture and deciding. You know, how do you apply this uh, to your life? Hmm. Well, recently I, I had led a, a ministry group that was grappling with a number of challenges. And they highlighted one specific problem that as they talked about it, it was pretty clear that they were all on the same page and in, in, in one accord about what needed to happen. And uh, so I listened for a long time, asked some questions. I didn't mean for it to be humorous, but I kind of blurted out at the end, when you know a challenge needs to be addressed and you're pretty clear on what you need to do, delaying your response is not going to make the problem go away. <laughs> and I, and it was about halfway out before I, I thought, oh, that sounds kind of funny too. Um, but they, you know, they got a little chuckle out of it and then everyone kind of sat there and thought, oh yeah, we're we're delaying our response. We, we kind of know what we need to do. Um, and the application for this section of scripture is, is clearly that when, when the way forward is clear, when we sense God's hand at work mm. to take action. Mm. And uh, I like that the notes also, uh, once again, quote Mary Evans's commentary. And it points out that, quote, Jonathan's actions were inspired by a conviction of God's power to save Israel. And if he didn't try, he would never know what might have happened through him. I so love that I, too. Yeah, here, here, here's where the rubber hits the road for us. Uh, in our lives, are we facing similar circumstances? Mm. Are we facing similar situations in our lives with our families, uh, perhaps within our church homes, um, maybe even at, at work, uh, some issue that we're feeling that uh, we need to uh, take action on? If so, let's ask God if it's time to say something or to take some sort of action to bring about a needed and appropriate response. Jonathan felt compelled and led by God to take decisive action. If we feel the same leading mm. and after a season of prayer, feel God nudging us forward, it may well be time to act. You know, David, that that's really good word, even for me. You know, as you know, um, <clears throat> Scripture Union doesn't have a large team. You know, so this Jonathan plus one yeah. really kind of <laughs> strikes, <laughs> strikes home. I have a little bit more than one, but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and uh, we are trying to do big things, you yeah. know, and, and we feel that, that God is leading us to do big things. So it's, it's encouraging to me to see, you know, the results of Jonathan taking action because sometimes, you know, 
you're tempted to look at your resources and your situation and and make a strategic calculating decision that right maybe you're not you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so i i feel am a little bit emboldened and empowered by this myself mm -hmm. so thank you yeah and I, I i would go on to say friends as as uh you know sisters and brothers that love the work of of scripture union and what god is doing through gail and and the team there this is a really important season for people to come back to a clear understanding of God's word and its implications in our lives. Mm. I, I love the fact that, that we are both about uh, providing that help to people, um, you know, day by day to understand from God's word, what is God speaking to us? What is he saying? What is he requiring of us? as a result. And I also love the fact that that we're, you know, focused on on engaging uh, children and young people in the, in the same way that early on in their lives, they can understand uh, the availability of God's word and the opportunity to, to read and understand it and apply it to their lives. Uh, just super grateful for the work of scripture union and how it continues to serve a world in need with mm -hmm. never changing word. That's great. Thank you. And thank you for keeping the vision, yeah. uh, even when it's not in your job description, <laughs> which is great. Um, well, we've, you've taken us home in our readings in Samuel, but I understand you couldn't, you couldn't stay away from this parable. So, um, well, yeah, I, I just wanted to say a quick word because there is a point of connection between the two. Uh, Matthew 13 presents seven parables uh, that Jesus presents to a wide variety of, of audiences, people from his hometown in Nazareth, uh, royal leaders. Uh, you know, he presents parable to Herod, uh, to the Pharisees, to the Gentiles. These stories have, have something to say uniquely to each one of those audiences. Mm. And I think they're, these powerful parables are especially helpful to us today as we live and interact within a, a pretty divided society. And it's not just here in the States, it's, it's all over the world. Amongst people who are weak and powerful, poor and rich, uh, different backgrounds, different circumstances, the main point here is that Jesus is calling all of us, regardless of our background or circumstance, to follow him mm. and to leave behind everything in pursuit of a life of devotion to the Lord and service to his kingdom. Uh, so so as we, we move from taking decisive action, seeing Jonathan's work, uh, you know, in, in responding to an opportunity and doing what he felt compelled by the Lord to, to do uh, to these parables from Jesus. Uh, once again, uh, God's word is sufficient and helpful for all that we need in life and to be able to move forward uh, as people seeking to honor him and, and, uh, and, and his church uh, mm. throughout the nations. I like it. I like yeah, it. So I, I guess this is coming in the home stretch a bit. Could could you pray for us uh, as we seek to understand God's word during these the days ahead uh, in encounter with God together? 
and as we sense his clear calling to take action in our service to him and our service to his kingdom. Hmm. I sure will, David. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Father, I thank you so much for this time uh, spent in your word, uh, reflecting on it, what it meant, what it means, and how we can apply it. And Father, thank you for even giving me um, um, encouragement from this word. And I thank you for, for the way that you work and the way that you respond to obedience and to people who are responding to, um, to you. And Father, I pray that for each of our uh, listeners or viewers, that you would help them in the areas that they have brought to mind today and this week. And Father, you would help us to, to follow your call, uh, whether that be acting right away or waiting or speaking. Father, help us to um, really put into practice the things that we're, we're thinking about this week. I thank you for David and for his service. I pray that you bless uh, the ministries that he continues to be involved in. And thank you for uh, his friendship to Scripture Union. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, that was great. We should have you back soon. And uh, I hope that, that as you continue this week, that we keep seeing more and more uh, things that apply. Yeah. And, and friends, may uh, God bless you throughout the week ahead as you read his word and seek to understand from it actions that you may be called to take as a result. Mm, exactly. Well, thank you so much, David, and uh, have a great week, everyone. God bless you all. Bye, Bye for, for now. now. Yep.